Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Claws, brought to you by the good folks at Fans First Sports Network. We're going to discuss the Bears' final preseason game and how we're feeling about the trajectory of this team headed into the season. Are we still sticking with our predictions? Find out next. Let's get it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's episode 25 of the Bear Claw Pod. As always, I'm your host, Pay, avid Bear fan and Chicagoan until Chicago ends. As always, I'm joined again by, by the Chicago Bear and general football know-it-all Q. What's up, my boy? Bringing that energy as always, Q. Calm down, man. It's only Tuesday, man. <laughs> All right. First things first. Let's 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 start with the biggest thing the Bears have done lately, and that's their preseason finale against the Buffalo Bills. Bears lost that game. I think I think we all saw that coming. So, but let's dig into what we saw with the first team offense. How are we feeling about how they performed as a unit? Um, very, very inconsistent performance. Um, we wanted to see just connect with his receivers a little bit better. There was a Ball on the sideline, DJ Moore. I don't know if they got confused or uh, looked like it's supposed to be a back uh, shoulder throw. Mm. I mean, credit to the DB, he had him uh, locked up. But you want to see them not have a three and out on the first series against what is going to be a top level defense. So you want to see them go out and uh, at least have a sustained drive. Yeah, he had that back shoulder 
miscommunication twice in that uh, in the first, I think it was the first quarter. I think they play in the second quarter. Yeah, it, it looked very, I don't, I don't want to use the word inconsistent. The word I want to use is like they haven't practiced it enough. That's what it looked like to me. I, and you use this time in, in the summer to, to work on that stuff, to drill it down. But it definitely doesn't bode well as far as like being on the same page, receiver and quarterback. Um, as far as the rest of the offense, I didn't see any glaring miscues by the offense, by the wide receivers as far as like running, running to spots, uh, running their routes or just knowing the plays, general, general plays. I didn't think I noticed anything from running backs as far as missing, missing blocks. It, even in, even from the offensive line, I didn't, I didn't notice anything glaring. And, you know, the offensive line right now is patchwork. Um, the only thing that stood out was, I mean, I think what everybody was paying attention to was how does our leading man, Justin Fields, look out there as a quarterback? Is he maturing? Is he ready to take that next step? And if I was just to ask you yes or no, what do you think? Yes or no? Um, I really don't want to make any conclusions based on that game, but the fact that I think only one starting offensive lineman played, Braxton Jones, mm-hmm. and I could definitely – I can see the difference in going from the starters to the backups. I mean, uh, there wasn't a lot of running room for Khalil Herbert and, and Foreman either. So uh, based on that game, I don't want to make any definitive conclusions, but there, there's still a lot to work on. Uh, still have some concerns about uh, his, his ability to process and, and ball placement. Same concerns, and, and truly answers those. We're in the same place that we were last. And he showed his athleticism getting out the pocket a couple times, so. So I, I in, in, until we see that maturation of the passing, we're we're in the same place that we were last year. So I can't definitively say he's ready to make that next leap for sure. If you're saying he's still in, we're still in the same place as last year. Then I think the answer is the, is no. Well, I think we haven't seen anything to suggest uh, that we're not in the same place as last year. I don't want to say Justin is definitively in the same place as last year. But I don't think we've seen enough. Um, to say he's ready to make that leap, I don't think we. I don't think we can judge based on that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm going to be. I'm going to play it a little differently. So, I was ready to see some some growth. A lot of the passes that he he did play, that he did put out there for for consumption in the first preseason game and the last preseason game versus Buffalo. I was not blown away by. I wasn't blown away by, as you said, the placement, by the crispness. Some of the the two touchdowns he did throw, they came on screens. Um, they weren't the one. The one he threw to Turk Khalil Herbert, a little high. I mean, Nick picking, but still a little high. Um, the screen he threw to DJ Moore behind him. At his knees, the pass he threw to DJ Moore in this last game versus Buffalo, a little low. That might be, you know, trying to fit it in through the zone. He got lucky. DJ Moore was able to, you know, shake out through an arm tackle and get up, get up the sideline for I think it was a 37-yard game. Um, 
if I'm just, you know, just graded off of where we're at now and what I saw all of last season, I'm not very – I can't be optimistic right now. I think I think we're going to need the offensive coordinator to pull out some smoke and mirrors and to hide some deficiencies and to make the offensive pop for us to be competitive. I don't know where you are with that, but you might you might feel the same way. Um, again, I cautioned about overreacting preseason a couple of weeks ago, but this is not a team that has established themselves where you can give them leeway. Mm. Uh, it's a young team. It's an unproven team. And what we have seen proven has not been good. So it is disappointing when the offense goes three and out and then the defense can't get off the field. Like, we've seen the first-team defense twice against uh, – when we see them against the Titans. Uh, they actually played a couple more series against the Bears, but we've seen them against a first-team offense that is elite, and they couldn't stop them. They couldn't get off the field on a third down. Uh, and then uh, they put Kyle Allen in. That's when we finally got stops. You're not going to see Kyle Allen in the regular season unless there's an injury. Yeah. So that's that's definitely concerning. Uh, I still like to be optimistic about the 2023 Bears, but that game's definitely concerning. Both sides of the ball, it looked like they were just better than us. Like, there's still a significant time gap. Okay. And Guacquay was out there, though. Man, I didn't notice when he was out there. You think that makes a difference to how the defense looks? With Brisker and Eddie Jackson, Jenny Jackson? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, because um, Elijah Hicks and I don't remember who else started. That, that, that's a huge downgrade. That's a huge uh, step down. So uh, I, I think – I hope that makes a difference. But there's still certain things. Like, you can't have your, over, uh, your new hot commodity linebacker overrunning the play. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to break down. He's got to get that ball carrier down. Maybe he's rusty, but you, you can't do that. There's a lot of things that I don't know if Brister and Eddie Jackson can overcompensate for. I mean, you, you, you got to get better pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and you can't let an athletic guy like Justin uh, – sorry, like Josh Allen break containment. You, you, everybody knows you have to keep inside the pocket. He's most dangerous outside the pocket. And they let him get outside the pocket, and he hit them. For a big game, which is a touchdown. So uh, I don't know. It's only so long Jackson and Brisket can cover. So there's a lot of things to start. I don't know if this will make a huge difference. Last thing I got on this game before we move on to more current news. Tyreek Stevenson, how you feeling? Up or down? Very up and down performance. Uh, I'm concerned with the discipline, the penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, every game there has been a glaring mistake from a penalty to a missed opportunity uh, in the first two games with interceptions. Now, he did get an interception, but he got another uh, pass interference penalty, and he got mm-hmm. beat. He got a uh, got beat bad on a couple routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't even by Diggs. Uh, Cameron who did it. I think it was Gabe, one of them. It, it, it was the. I can't think of his name right now, but he, he, he's the guy that the Bills just picked up. I think it was Hardy that he just picked up from the Saints. Yeah. So uh, up and down performance. Uh, I'll tell you what, if he if he's out there week one, the Packers are going to find him. They're going to test him. We're still going to beat them regardless. Doesn't even matter. Uh, 
All right, so let's let's shift to a more, I guess, uh, outlook, season outlook, based on everything we've seen in this preseason, based on everything we've read in training camp. We both got the Bears going nine and eight. We had this after the after the schedule was released, after the draft. So now that we have almost at the conclusion of the offseason, are we still standing by that nine-win projection? I'm going to stick with nine wins. Because um, I believe – I don't think their schedule is that tough. No. So I think this division is still wide open. Um, uh, I'm not exactly convinced that the Lions are going to take this week that everybody thinks they're taking. And you have the Cardinals on the schedule. Thank you. I mean, that, that should be an easy win. Uh, I think they can they – can, that the Buccaneers are another team in transition, as well as the Falcons. So they've got a they got enough games against teams in transition that they should at least be able to challenge that five from the one. Yeah, I, I, not that eight isn't like a isn't blowing the world away. I mean, it is when you're considering the Bears are were a three win team last yes, year. It's yes. a five win upgrade. Six wins for those who are not <laughs> I said five. <laughs> At Chicago Public Education, <laughs> really showing <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's a six win improvement. You don't see that often, you don't see that often, even if even if they stay in that five win range and go eight and nine, which is what I'm thinking now. I want to take them, a, I'm gonna take them a game back. That's still remarkably. That's, that's fantastic. Considering that's, that's where you were last year, everybody everybody gets a promotion, everybody gets a raise if if you improve by five games or maybe six. You still got two first round picks next year, so so the foundation would be there. We don't everything doesn't need to happen this year because I I've said it you know more than more than one time more, on multiple occasions on multiple platforms. I got the Bears making the making the Super Bowl next season. So if they can pull off a five win six win improvement this year we're all we're on schedule and as you as you pointed out we got two first round picks coming up we can do a lot with a five win six win improvement so still a lot of cap space next year. it's still a lot of cap space we still got the number one waiver waiver pick up until week three so we can nothing that, that we saw in the preseason is the worst thing in the world it's, it's not it's not it's not going to the story for this season hasn't been written yet this is just one part. What we've shown so far in this preseason isn't what we're going to be come December. And the Bills are going to make a lot of good teams look bad as much as them. So this team has been strong two or three years going on now. So you're looking at a neat team, and, and they show why they're an elite. Even though they only yeah. played a couple of series, but they, they showed exactly why they're an elite team in the Super Bowl. We flushed Josh Allen out the pocket on the, on that on that touchdown play. That's where he wants to be. Yeah. He, we, he wants to be. We flushed him. We flustered him out of the pocket. I'm like, yeah, okay. We getting some we getting some push. And I said no. And he that's threw what he does is that across his body. Yeah. Wrong foot. Bullet. The best way to beat Josh Allen is to keep him in the pocket. Man, that's crazy. When he gets to freelance and you're in trouble. That's that's crazy. Yeah, okay. All right. Game review over. Today, August 29th, it's cut day. 
Let's talk more about that. I wanted to start this segment off with highlighting a lot of the uh, vitriol I've gotten from, I don't want to say the Bear Claw Nation, but I do want to, I have gotten a lot of messages coming from Nathan Nathan Peterman supporters. (laughs) I didn't know he had a fan base. He should. He should not have a fan base, right? I mean, the, the man has, he has, more interceptions than career starts, I believe. Yeah, and I've <laughs> heard a stat that said he has the worst quarterback rate in the history of qualified passes. Again, if you're a fan of Nathan Peterman, you got to be fan. And I don't want to make any assumptions of why anybody would want Nathan Peterman or be a huge fan of his, but I think there's a segment of people that want a traditional-looking quarterback, even if he's not a traditional-playing quarterback. I, I, I echo what you're saying. I understand. I, I get what you're putting down. Yeah. But again, I, I don't want to make any enemies. I don't want the. That won't be too controversial. I right. Say that. I, I, I definitely don't want the uh, the Peterman. <laughs> I don't. I don't want the Tiki Torch Mafia in Peterman jerseys pulling up at the, the ones that remain are probably the ones that are still free from the Capitol Hill uh, <laughs> store. So you don't want them coming to get you. I don't. I don't want no smoke. Although I think they backed into that bush that Homer Simpson went into, and they reemerged as Tyson Badge, Tyson Badge. <laughs> I'd got it. Yeah. So I do like Badge, though. I do like Badge. A, a lot of them pulled up on, pulled up in the mentions, pulled up. Uh, they reviewed the episode. They've been talking. They've been talking to me. They've been talking to us on Facebook. Like, yeah, PJ Walker got cut. Nathan Pittman, you know what you got to say now. Well, again, I I wanted to start the segment with an apology, but as soon as we pressed play, as soon as we started to record this, Nathan Peterman got cut. So I don't know if I should still apologize because it was just jokes. But, I mean, Nathan Peterman is a practice squad quarterback at best anyway. So I think he's more of a. USFL quarterback to be You know what? I probably did give him. I probably did give him a little bit too much credit. USFL is his ceiling. Practice squad should be reserved for guys who show promise. He's already promised to throw you multiple interceptions when he plays. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. So, that, that was probably the biggest surprise coming out of the cut day for the Bears. P.J. Walker cut. We didn't, that didn't surprise anybody. He looked terrible in the preseason. As he should. We'll stay here. Yeah, yeah. He I got, even said Peter Bates outplayed P.J. He, he has. P.J. did not deserve a He was given football every spot. chance mm-hmm. to win that backup job. And he did not see. At, at every time. But he showed a little consistency in that Bills game. The right was on the ball. Imagine yep. it took the number two job and it performed well against a defense that still had a lot of starters in them. The Bills mm-hmm. still had a lot of starters in them when Batchel took over. So he, he does show a lot of poise. He's, he's definitely a, a guy worthy of development. So I'm happy that the Bears didn't go by the back of the jersey or by the bigger contract or bigger name of longevity that they did take a chance on the young guy. Yeah. I, I, I was pleased to see that. I'm fine with it. I mean, 
Badger play, Badger, Badger, Badger. He played. He played well. And I don't assume that anybody other than Fields is going to take any snaps. Uh, so well, I certainly hope. I yes, I, I, that's exactly what I'm standing with. We're so, in trouble. We were in trouble regardless if Fields go down for any period of time. So I don't think the backup quarterback is too important. I mean, it's an important, it's an important yeah. additional team. But I, I felt I. Out of the three, we're in trouble anyways if either one of them have to take the field for any significance. Agree. Other than the fourth quarter against the Packers. Of course. Like when I when I say snaps, I meant purpose purposeful snaps. Like when we're up 38-10 on on you know the Packers, I don't care who's taking the snaps at that point. I hope it's not just we've we've seen a lot in, in Chicago about third, you know, the, the number one guy on the team still still clocking minutes. When the game is already over, we don't need to. We don't need to relive that. That's not something we need to do across franchise. Um, other than, other than the quarterback room shakeup, uh, a couple other players that got cut were, you know, guys that you remarked were, you know, not a surprise. Uh, Leatherwood. Uh, when we when we noticed this episode that Pettis was on IR, the door for Vilas. I I don't think. If PJ didn't deserve a spot, Peelers don't deserve a spot either. But you know, when Pettis went down, like oh, there you go, right there. That's that's his end. That's his end. Yeah, I think he he's at least assured that he can't get on the field as a wide receiver, which it doesn't like you do. But I think that top four is going to be more playable and uh, the rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see Vegas getting waved, especially as we get into the season and surprise waves happen. Four times the receivers, veterans, you know, end up on the free agent market. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say Vegas is shocked, but I definitely raised a little eyebrows. I, I thought Darius Fontaine outplayed him, but Vegas probably did make the team due to versatility with his return. If he if he can't return punts, we've seen him field kickoffs plenty. So. And the Bears have a name to kick off the tournament officially. Mm-hmm. Other than Vilas, um, I, not not to say that I was surprised that Vilas' name didn't get called for a cut. I wasn't because again, I would understood. If I would have definitely understood if they said, "You know what? He's done here." Like, yeah, cool. Not not cool, but I. He didn't do anything to say like, yeah, I, I deserve I deserve a gig. Maybe you deserve a gig in Arizona, somebody, some, a place where they're just you know handing, they, giving away. They have spots. a goal in Arizona. Yeah, they have a definite goal. You can go in Arizona, they give you a raise. <laughs> <laughs> That's a contract bonus right there. Thank you. Uh, okay, let's segue out of out of the cuts and let's talk more about a little bit of the roster as a whole. But we can start right here. Gibson has been the biggest surprise. I would say maybe the MVP of the of the team of the preseason. If you put all the three games, if you're just talking three games, Gibson's probably the best player on the team. Yeah, he's definitely been the best defensive Yeah. And I, coming out of that game, out of this last game, he said, you know, I want to trade – I would request the trade. 
because, you know, he sees it. He doesn't see the pathway for him getting any meaningful snaps. After, after the Gokway, um, Robinson is still there, even though he's outplayed Robinson. He's outplayed Green. Parker Walker's there. Yep. And Green and Robinson, that was one of the biggest surprises of preseason that Green and Robinson continue to be the second string edge. I thought Terrell Davis and Gibson have outplayed mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. So uh, um, I, I, would, I can understand Trevor Gibson's uh, frustration. He's made plays in every game. He had another trip back again. So, yep. and I haven't seen Green or Robinson get much pressure at all. Um, but it doesn't look like Gibson has made any any headway into the depth chart. No. So I, I the Bears have said, though, we're not trading you. We're not trading you, bro. No, they gotta keep. They gotta hold on to bro. They, they sorry, to sorry, sorry, bro. You gotta, you gotta stick around for a second because we got. Obviously, they got plans for him. I don't know how they're gonna try to make this work, but we can't, we can't move him unless somebody's trying to give us some real capital. And I think, I think that's the thing. Uh, even if he's not getting meaningful snaps, they're not just putting him on waivers because he, he'll mm-hmm. get gobbled up. Oh, he'll get gobbled up right away. Uh, young edge rusher. Like that, he got good size, good out testing well of the combine. Uh, he'll get scooped up real quick. So I think the Bears saying if you want Gibson, you're gonna have to come with, you know, a draft pick. I'm probably I think a sixth round pick will do, maybe a fifth, but surely I, I think the, I think the Bears will move on from him with a sixth. The fifth will probably blow their stock off and they they make the move though. I do not want to let Bro walk with six. I'm sorry. I, I don't either, but uh, I'm sorry. I'm just projecting what 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 it would be if they were to Trey, look at maybe a conditional pick. Trey Walker for a six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want to see Gibson out there, man. He, he got that motor. Let's put him Shit. Yeah, he's been productive in the league. He has seven sacks in the one, so it's not like he hasn't had the production. Last year was a down year, but you could point to a lot of reasons why he would have had a down year. First of all, the secondary was young and experienced and injured. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting a lot of help from the secondary or the linebacker for after Roquan was traded and Boro went down and uh somebody else went Adams. Uh, uh yeah. So I mean they were Matthew Adams. They were playing with, you know, Sanborn proved that he was he even went down. So we were playing with a lot of guys who didn't even belong in the NFL. They were guys on the street and in the second in the second half of the season. So there's a lot of reasons why Gibson's production slipped last year. So I, I can definitely understand why a guy like him would be, you know, want to test a uh, trade market. You know, maybe he can get somewhere where he can at least be a pass rush specialist. Or, you know, come in early last. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, yeah, sorry. It sucks. That's just the, that's the business. He definitely deserves a, a, some shine somewhere in somebody's system. But sorry, bro, you got to stick. You got to stick with the home squad. We That's need you here. That's what Alan Williams said. Alan, uh, they asked Alan Williams about the defensive coordinator. He said uh, he didn't really care. And he just moved on and talked about the good things. But I, I hope to see Gibson out there. Man. Mm-hmm. He's starting to earn more playing time against the preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. We need we need all the help. We can get crashing the opposite opposition's backfield. So can't go, bro. Sorry. 
12 days away from the Bears starting 1-0. and um, The only 12 that we messed with. Um, I'm going to say, off the top of my head, a number 12 for the Bears, one of the best quarterbacks that I've watched in this for this team. Didn't Kyle Orton wear 12? No, I think he was number 19. I believe he Eric was 19. Kramer. Eric Kramer wore 12. Eric Kramer wore 12. And I think, uh, coincidentally, he still holds all of the Bears passing records, season, season records. Eric Kramer? I believe he holds the single season records and single season touchdown records for the Bears. So, all these people that erroneously tell me that. Jay Cutler is the Bears' all-time best quarterback. And you're telling me Eric Kramer holds all of our season, legal has, season he, records? Eric, uh, Eric Kramer, looking it up right now to for verification, he was number 12. He holds the Bears' single season record for yardage, and I believe touchdowns. Jay Cutler has all the longevity words, the longevity uh, records uh, for Kramer. Yeah, he, he holds those records, though. Single season records. You heard it here first. The C in Cutler stands for compiler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're 12 days away. Bears start 1 0, September 10th, 2023, as we defeat the Green Bay Packers. If you want to go see this game in person, you got to go to contest.fansfirstsports.com. Fill out the questionnaire and get your name in. Get your name involved for this raffle to get four free tickets to go to see see the home team to beat beat up on that disgustingly colored team from up north. Q, you got anything else you want to signal out for? No, that's it. Uh, thank you for joining us. This was episode twenty-five of Chicago Bears podcast. See you next week. As always, bear down.